0: Welcome back to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me on the pod tonight, as always, is Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. We have got a good one for you, and if you watched LSU Bama, you probably know why, as LSU only loses 20-14, to 14. so uh, based on what we talked about last week, basically the Tigers won that game, so they moved to 5-4 and four on the season. Uh, Bama's got two losses, or excuse me, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so Bama escapes, you know, their second loss on the season somehow against Tigers. Uh, man, we thought they were susceptible, but that was that was just unforeseen. I guess is a good word for it. Uh, but before we uh, chop all that up and you know whatever else transpired in the rest of, of college sports, how, how you guys doing? It's good to do, to do another one with you. It's you know un uh, uh, pleasantly surprised, uh, a positive one probably.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I know none of us picked that to uh, pick like this to happen. And I mean, LSU at one point was um, leading the game for like the first quarter against Alabama. Uh, and you really can't say anything bad about the, the way the team played other than the deficiencies that we really, that we talked about throughout this entire season. And then one of the, you know, the one, some of the main deficiencies that we've we've talked about is why the program is making huge changes that was the reason we lost basically. So you can't say it was, uh, it, that this loss was, was, you know, unexpected. And yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think Scott, you said, uh, you, you kind of slipped up and said like, Oh, we, we witnessed have a second loss last night. I think they yeah. probably think that, right. Like, that I, that was not a dominant win
2: for them by any means. So,
1: but yeah. it's going to be good to be here talking with you.
2: Yeah, it was definitely an exciting game to watch. We were a bit apprehensive for ESPN's decision to put LSU-Alabama as kind of the marquee Saturday night game, but it did live up to it in terms of entertainment, I would say, uh, from both sides. LSU uh, pl- maybe played up, Alabama played down. We're going to get into that. Uh, but obviously, you would have loved to have LSU come away with a win on hate week, uh, biggest week of the of the year for LSU football. But uh, it is what it is, and um, hopefully we can parlay that into some sort of momentum, especially given kind of how decimated our our team was, which they talked about over over and over on the broadcast. So I might as well hash it out.
0: Yeah. So a question for you guys. Um, Would you say that um, that game was maybe a drive or maybe two, like one or two possessions in LSU's favor from being like LSU miraculously pulling off an upset? Well, obviously, yeah, it was like
2: we had first and goal to take the lead. I mean yeah. we did, we need a touchdown, and then since the, Alabama had missed an extra point earlier in the game, we kicked the extra point. We take the the lead, and I mean, who knows what would have happened after that? But we got really three drives with with a chance to to win it, and then couldn't <laughs> convert on that. So and, and two, like right by the goal line, right?
1: Yeah, like like it, we had every chance to win. But I think, Daniel, I think you'll agree with me. The the reason that we did not win that game is the reason that we're firing our head coach and completely cleaning house. Like that, that was a, that is an absolute winnable game, but I almost cut them slack because it's like, I I really think that that was, we talked about throughout the whole, throughout this whole process of like LSU has the talent they've got all the players, they've got the pieces, but they're, they're just not putting it together. I think last night was an example of how LSU's talent and how four years of, being, of getting top five class, recruiting classes, when you put that on the field against anybody, really, you can play with anybody. Now, the, 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 real, the question is, do you have a game plan that puts everybody in the right position and sets them up to, to beat that, that you know, number two in the country Alabama team when you're unranked? I don't think we had that edge. Obviously we didn't, we, we weren't able to come away with it, but I think that like, you could tell there a lot of the people on the field for us were just as good as the guys they were lined
2: up against. Mm-hmm. And it was, I would say a game of a few plays. We say we say this a lot, but uh, football is a game of inches. And like, you, you just kind of wish you would have a few ones back, obviously. Um, after like Ty Davis price rips off like a 40 yard run down to the eight yard line or something. Yeah. First and goal. LSU has all the momentum. You think we're about to plug in and take the lead and then the, the drive just stalls. And that was our last really good chance. Uh, that one hurts as well as uh, right before the half when Ty Davis price fumbles the ball in his uh, own area. And then Alabama scores a, a quick touchdown to, to jump out 14 to seven, I believe at the half. And then that, that swung the momentum in Bama's favor. And as well as, like, Max Johnson would throw in an interception, which wasn't entirely his fault, but probably was. I mean, Bama made a good play to tip it away and then catch it, uh, which Bama scored seven off of as well. So they had 14 points off of our turnovers, and we just couldn't quite clutch it up at the end. But, I mean, I think one positive is, like, we had said – about whether Durante Jones can make adjustments in games before. And, and we really tightened up in the second half on defense, especially. Yeah. Um, given that we had like two or three of our starters from the beginning of the season playing. Hmm. And we shut down Bama's run offense completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and besides Jamison Williams and John Meshi, their offense was lackluster to say the least. So we didn't, I mean, we
1: didn't pretty much shut shut down the, you know, Heisman, Heisman contender, um, uh, Bryce Young. Like, I I don't think he had, you know, obviously he's good. He's going to, he's had, he's, he was good the whole game, but that was not his best performance. I think we, we put him in conflict. We put him in, in, um, in, you know, difficult situations, our defensive line, me and Daniel were looking at each other. I mean, Glenn Logan came out of nowhere, started making plays, Neil Farrell too. (laughs) Right. It was like, where are where have these guys been? But they picked a good one to kind of, you know, uh, peek at. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I was impressed. It was a fun game to watch. And that's what we should be watching. Like some of the games that we, the, the, you know, the, the, you think about the uh, Kentucky game, UCLA game, some of these other terrible performances we've seen, even the ones where we, where we've won, but we just didn't look good. Like I'd rather watch that all day than watch kind of what we saw at the beginning of the season. And the, because you can't expect to win them all. You can't expect to win against Alabama all the time. This is one of the best teams in the country. Some people say this might, this group, that's a group they have right now. You know, they might be the best one they've ever had, all that kind of stuff. But, um, but watching us compete, you know, that's what you want to see. And
0: that was, we definitely, we held our own, we competed. Definitely. And that's all we wanted. You know, if they look that good against UCLA, I think it's an entirely different game. Oh, yeah. Same with same with Auburn. Same. Well, I don't know about Kentucky. Maybe, but uh, you know, Kentucky's kind of fallen down by the wayside anyway. So I think they peaked too early. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Well, do you guys? Th- which do you think would be the bigger? No way before the game. It's like all right, LSU is only going to lose twenty to four. LSU is going to uh, be within a, a touchdown of Alabama because you know I don't think anyone picked the over if they, or the under. You know, if, they, if somebody picked the under really big and wow what a night uh but uh, the fact that that the score or the fact that lsu held alabama to six yards rushing
1: i, I mean almost both both equally you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. crazy when you like before before watching um well but it's also kind of the perfect storm it's like you know alabama did not play well and i think i think some of that is on them but i think also like we we came in and we we really dominated him in a lot in some aspects
2: yeah i think you would say or if you told me before the game that lsu could hold alabama to 20 points i mean you take that any day of the week because yeah you at that point you think all right right, we got a pretty good chance to win this game because even even if it is alabama's defense i mean we couldn't put up more than 14 but like you'll take those odds against that team and and we showed that the same way uh just the, the signs of life were there um just couldn't close it out i think if you had to put one kind of negative stamp on it, it would be, in my opinion, Max Johnson's performance overall was not good. Yeah. He didn't drive the ball downfield and, and make uh, Alabama's defense work exceptionally hard. Uh, Ty Davis price put on a, a pretty decent performance uh, on his end. And I mean, Bama's got some good defensive backs, obviously. Oh, yeah. they, they play tight coverage everywhere. Uh, but uh, Max was having some trouble in the pocket, getting sacked. Um couldn't get rid of the ball in time. And I think that may have been the difference maker. Uh, if he had just kind of make a, a few more key throws.
1: I mean, like if he completes that throw to Jack Besh at the very end of the game,
2: um, that he throw he launches it over the guy's head. Uh, yeah, I think it was Trey Palmer, but yeah, I saw a breakdown on, it was on tired. Both. Oh, okay. When he's coming across the end zone, he overthrows him. Um no, no, the, the before the Hail Mary. I think that was Besh. I thought. No, Besh wasn't even on the field on fourth and oh, goal, okay. which some other people were upset about because he caught the touchdown earlier. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, if he, he completes that throw to that guy, yeah. Was it, was it, you said it was Trey Palmer doing yeah, the crossing? Yeah.
2: And, and, and I saw a breakdown, like slow motion pictures of what should have happened and kind of Trey Palmer gets the inside leverage and kind of cuts left to right across the middle. Middle of the end zone, and he's about to flash in front of Max's vision. And then the comments are saying, Max should throw it right as Trey Palmer is breaking before he even looks for the ball. But he waits until Trey is taken about two or three steps, and he's firmly like in the middle, and he still throws it ahead and up. up. Over his head. So, and by that time, the Alabama safety's closed the gap and is able to make sure nothing happens. He may not have even completed it, even if the safety wasn't there. But if he gets it out on time, then that can be an easy touchdown.
1: Exactly, like, and he, that's that was something I saw that you know, right then. I was like, "Oh, come on, Max." But I also have to say, like, it's very hard for me to judge Max Johnson this entire year because, um, you know, you mentioned him not being, him kind of waiting around or, or having trouble getting the ball to where he needs to go. But he really has no time either. That's true. Like, the Offensive line's not helping him at all. I mean, last night was another example. I mean, we saw uh, me and Daniel's classmate. Uh, Liam Shanahan <laughs> had some trouble against one of the, you know, against the, some of the top defensive linemen in the country, but um, Cam wire. Oh gosh. He, Cam wire got absolutely destroyed like twice in a row. You remember
2: that day? Um, he had to rip the guy's helmet off at the end just to give us a chance at the yeah, Hail Mary. <laughs>
1: so, so kind of my, so it's hard for me to say, that Max, Oh, you know, it's time to move on. We got to find a new guy. Walker Howard, true freshmen's coming in or we need to move on with Nussmeyer. But, but I, I will, but I kind of agree. I think that Max's, is, um, I think that his leash is getting a little bit shorter yeah. as the, as the season goes on. I think that especially next year, a new coach coming in you know, if it, if it is a, an offensive minded guy, if it's a quarterback guru, a lot of, a lot of rumors this week, this past week came around talking about Lincoln Riley. If a Lincoln Riley comes in, I could see him saying, okay, let's look at everybody we got here because yeah, Max, he had some good signs. He had some bad, he had some good stuff. He did some bad stuff, but I think we can do better.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's tough though, to block Alabama's defensive front yeah, like, no. will Anderson had a monster game. And you can't, uh, you also, and, and that's a, that's a good point. It's like, and he'll Max be around next year, too, which even scarier.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, but Max needs to Max. Max should be like, look, we're not playing, we're not playing our average competition. So, like, I need to get the ball out quicker. Yeah, I need to. So, it's kind of the chicken or the egg thing. Is it the offensive line's fault? Is it Max for not like respecting that there's a basically NFL caliber defensive line coming after him? <laughs> you know, who knows? But I think it's it is something to think about. Whereas, like six games ago we were like, man, it's not Max's fault. He's playing good ball, but like, he just, you know, he's young. This is like his third start. Da, 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 da. Now it's getting to that point where, okay, maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is what we get with him. Like maybe this is his ceiling or not, maybe not his ceiling, but maybe this is kind of the way Max Johnson plays. And we need to decide if this is what we want for the future.
0: Right. Well, I think no matter what, you know, cause there's a new tote uh, there's a new coach coming in next fall. There's going to be a, a reopening of the competition, I imagine. Oh yeah, uh, that's why it's so weird to see Miles leave. But anyway, I—I um, I mean, you guys made some good points. Uh, I think one that wasn't mentioned, uh, and there's some blame to, to go around, and that's that's on Coach O. You know, for as much as we've—or I—I guess mostly have have given him credit for stuff he's done since since he was basically mutually, you know, canned and quit. Uh, I don't know. This is like the second game where he's had the chance to take the points, you know, take a field goal and move on. And he hasn't. And, you know, it's like if he'd gone for the field goal, they'd have got a three and then it had only been down three. So that way it's like, you don't need max to drive you the whole length of the field. You have, you know, the best field goal kicker in the country, you think. So just get close enough for him. And it's like, it, it could even be a tie, take him to overtime. Cause even then it's like, still, it's just, you know, for us, it's a win. That's just to see a good competitive game but I, I think Coach O takes credit for just his on field you know his decisions because it's basically you know it's it's basically all or nothing and I I don't know if this team is uh, you know or is I mean it seemed like they took a big step forward but um, I, I think he take the points in some of these situations you know Scott I have to
1: disagree with you on that one Being, well, sure. when, during the game when it, when it was happening I remember Daniel I think you looked at me and you were like you know man should we kick a field goal here and I just said I, no I don't think so Because how often are you like fear like when you're really one when you're in the moment thinking about it in like the third quarter or fourth quarter like and you don't know how how everything's gonna go how likely do you think it's gonna be that you I mean if the drive I think you're talking about LSU driven driven down the field like seventy yards like they like they they had gotten the ball from kickoff and gone and driven it down Alabama's throat. Like, how often do you? How likely do you think it is that LSU does that again? If you're a coach,
0: well, I, at that point there was still plenty of time, and oh, was, mean, there was like, like
2: six minutes left, I think, in the game. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. I still, I just
1: don't think. I, I, I don't blame him for. I don't blame him for saying, you know what, we, like when I'm when I'm looking at, it, I'm thinking, I don't know if we're gonna get to the get to this point again. I don't and I don't want to put three up and then have Alabama just at the clock and be like, well, we had a chance to 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 go ahead and really, really, really put pressure on them, and then you know we took the three. Which yeah, it's just I mean, you know, it's not it's one or the other. You can't really say, but yeah, I I, right. I think it's also I think it's just hard to fault O right now as well. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you saw it at the very end, he ran off the field like beating his chest and waving, you L, doing this thing, yeah, doing the L thing. And I'm like, well, whatever. Like, he's a dead man walking. Like, <laughs> it's like I don't. You can't really blame him for anything because he's like, he's like, what are you gonna do? Fire me?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I kind of see what you're saying, Tommy. And I was thinking a bit about the same way. Like, you have a chance to take the lead versus number two Alabama, uh, and and potentially beat them, which is what every LSU fan dreams of. Versus are you going to roll the dice with your defense who has admittedly been playing well, but Alabama has explosive players and if they score again, then the game's basically over like do you just take the chance to, to potentially put into it right then and there. And then, so you've got seven yards to go. You think, all right, let's just take the chance. I mean, you also, if- and if not, then you, you'll get the ball back and potentially and get another chance, which is what happened. Exactly. And then they just couldn't convert on the second or third chance.
1: But the other, but the other, and then the other thing you have to think
2: about is he did have some clock mismanagement, in the time, well, yeah. timeout issues, though, like LSU getting the ball back with 50 seconds. If he had not burned like two timeouts on, uh, on delay of games earlier, we could have three timeouts and gotten the ball back with like two minutes. And, and that was an inexplicable
1: timeout where he called a timeout before a punt.
2: Yeah, well, well, that actually, I mean, that was when we had the fake punt that we converted. No, I know um, that, but... but <laughs> I was...
1: But, like, that just made no... S- when, when they call the time, So they line up to do a punt, and then they call a timeout. I'm like, what, are they about to fake it? <laughs> like, are they about to, Are they he about to be like, wait, 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 let's draw something up? I was like, I'm so... Now, that was one of the coolest fake punts I've ever seen. Like, the the you know running into a jump pass like that was really cool but i mean come on that shouldn't have worked <laughs>
0: <Nah>. <laughs>
1: that was not that was not like that was not like uh brad wing when he like ran it around the edge and like you know it right. was like just just seamless i mean that was ca- he kind of telegraphed it a little bit
0: again it, no i'm not it to take it away it was super cool i loved it was it. successful um, yeah, so that's what i'm saying it's like there's there's certain situations where you can you know be aggressive and uh get ahead and oh man it was it was worth it just to see Saban lose his mind on the sideline uh during some of these situations Alabama I almost guess.
2: had a Alabama also had the downfall to their usual special teams miscues so Well, with a fake punt they missed extra point they had a field goal yep. that bounced off the upright yep. uh Saban would have had nightmares I'm sure he's making them run laps left right and center over all that but sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you Scott but that seems to always happen to him <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. The guy's just, uh, but I mean, it's like, that's the one area of his game. That's just not great, but you know, (laughs) Uh, I'm sure Zayman can figure that out later. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I I think for all, you know, intention purposes, that's, it's a win. You know, I, I just, how do you think they did this with so down so many guys where is, you know, when they had their starters weeks ago, it's like, they just, you know, you could tell they just, they just didn't have it. They didn't want to be out there. You know, it was just something different. So what, like what do you think? It's like, all right, well, it's just us now. And there's like some newfound, you know, enthusiasm around the around the facility now. I don't know if it's enthusiasm, but I I,
1: I do think that there, you know, we were missing 12 of our starters last night. And so we had people uh Kirk Herfrey said it, Daniel. You 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 uh we both laughed when he said it. He was like, you know, uh Darren Evans. He's a quarterback, a transfer from Nichols. He's a guy who wouldn't, shouldn't be playing much football right now. <laughs> like, you know, there were a lot. Pig Cage got the start uh, at safety. Uh, the transfer from the other transfer from Nichols. You know, there are a lot of guys who pr- recognize they wouldn't be seeing the field right now if it wasn't for twelve people injured slash opting out. Mm. And, um, you know, I think that 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 gives you gives them a little something extra it just in and of itself uh but i think also i i guess i guess you could say like you know it it, it, there's it's lsu alabama and that still means something to to the players it still means something to the coaches i guess uh i know that coach tried to tried to say it and you know oh this is still lsu alabama we're still gonna you know we're gonna do everything we can to win um I'm sure that's, you know,
2: somewhat true. And I think it's also has to do with a little bit with your game plan and maybe like you're down so many people, let's just focus on what we can do in the basics. Like we know Alabama is going to try and run the ball. So we're going to stack the box and try and control the run, which they did. And then force Young to make throws on the outside. And we control, we did that for the entire game, except for that one, like super long play to Jamison Williams, where he just blew the coverage yep. streaked pass, which you kind of expected to happen sooner or later versus Alabama. But as long as you kind of do what you want to do, uh, and also on offense, like we're going to try and run the ball simply and then not force uh, Max Johnson into having to complete any crazy passes. And they did that somewhat less effectively, but they also attempted that as well. So you kind of play with what the cards you've been dealt. Yeah. Um, And unfortunately we didn't have pocket aces or anything, but uh, Mm -hmm. it it was an okay effort, I guess you could say. It's sometimes it's like almost it, it,
1: it's almost like we have it felt like we had too much talent on the field at once like before to where it's like, okay, you got so many of these great, you got all these great pieces. Like, how do you put them all together? Um, now you kind of strip it down and it's like, well, we've got, we got a bunch of guys. They're good to, they're, you know, serviceable to good. And we're just going to, we're just going to play. Whereas before it was like, okay, we got Kayshawn Butte and we got, uh, you know, Brian Thomas and we got, Chris Hilton and we got these guys and we got Jack Besh and we gotta try to get them put them all together and get them both ball. And he needs to have touches and then we need to also be able to hand the ball. I can see where that would be kind of like hard to to play call.
2: I think you saw Keishawn Butte's absence a lot, lot in that game. Like Max just didn't have the downfield threat to stretch the defense, pull the pressure off of him, and bail him out on a key play. And that's what Kayshawn has done time and I don't know if you can say time again through the past season. I guess.
1: Yeah, and then also, I mean, you you also didn't have it. Didn't feel like to me, um, Alabama respected any of our any of our guys to be able to really run off and score. You know, with Kayshawn Butte, he's a guy who. It, on some of those, some of those shorter like slant routes or out routes that that Max Johnson completed and was good, was good for throwing. If some of those are completed to Kayshawn instead of Jack Besh, which I, Jack Besh had a good game. He's he's had a consistent, great season. But again, like he's not the kind of guy who's gonna just catch the ball and he's gone. Mm. If if those if those passes go to Kayshawn, that's something that Alabama has to account for. And I'm sure he runs off for 40 yards on one. Um so I think that that really is. If I, if I could pick, you know, one player to bring back from all of our injuries and replay it, I, he's the one.
0: Yeah, I mean, individually, some guys had a good game. It was just it wasn't enough uh, collectively, and you hate to see it because uh, I, I don't know. Again, I just, I mean, if you look at Max's numbers, it, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't horrible, but it's just, it's not enough to be, beat Alabama. But I, I don't know, is the fact that they are within one score, uh, that's that just says something. I don't know, do you think they can maintain this uh, for the next, well, I guess, how about we'll just start week to week, you know, do you think they can maintain this for Arkansas? I think it's maybe just a, this combination of guys that are available, and it's just, they've worked well together, I don't know. Maybe, I wouldn't be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if we have another kind of down week. I'm not
1: saying it's going to be this week, maybe, you know, maybe it'll be A&M, but I just, I don't think that that, I think that was kind of a lightning in the bottle type performance. I, I don't think that, that, I don't think that this should be considered to be the new standard of LSU right now.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, Arkansas is coming to town. Another night game in Death Valley. Um, they, they've fallen off a little bit this season from their heights in week four or five-ish, but they're still a strong team. They've got uh, explosive players. They're a big quarterback. KJ Henderson, wide receiver Traylon Burks is like one of the best in the country. Their defense is, is not so good. They'll let you put up a few points. So we may end up in more of a shootout situation, kind of like we did with Florida a few weeks ago, but this is an important game for LSU because if we lose this one, then you got ULM and A&M left. A&M is playing pretty good football as of late. They did beat Alabama. So this one I I would argue is the easier of the two to win. Yep. Cause if you lose this, then you're probably going to finish five and seven. Uh, and that's not, not a good way you want to go out. So Uh, If you can bring this home home and hopefully at least get to six and six, then that's a a reasonable result. I, I think they can do it. Obviously if you can play with Alabama, like we did this week, then you can play with Arkansas, Uh, but they're, they're going to attack you in different ways. I would say overall, I kind of see where you were coming from time with the letdown, like everyone's hyped up for Alabama. We put on a pretty good performance against them. And then now it's just kind of the air is let out of the, the Tigers tires Um, and then we're kind of cruising on to the end of the the season, but I just want to see them put on a a good performance one last time. And uh, I think they will, especially those guys, young guys who we saw against Alabama, who are going to continue to want to prove themselves and maybe set up for next year, especially on the defensive side, like names that we never really saw stepping up, uh, to continue to do that. Uh, like, like, I mean, Cam Lewis and Darren Evans and Cam Lewis had a great play. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then the, the others who have really kind of come into their own, especially Damone Clark and uh, Jay Ward, who have had pretty good seasons overall, Clark especially. Jay Ward might have delivered the hit of the year against Bryce Young in That's that true. game. Uh, so if they can play well and then Max Johnson just manages the game, then I would say we we take it. Uh, I predict a little bit high scoring, higher scoring game, something like uh, – 33 to 24 lsu um but we'll see i'm excited about it. it's gonna be kind of cold in tiger stadium it's really getting this football weather out here mm,
0: cold football weather i kind of kind of it a little bit what do you think scott yeah i don't know like uh I'm, I'm kind of torn it's like it depends what you know which lsu team shows up you know is it the one that we just watched or is it uh you know the one against kentucky you know i, I mean it's different guys each week obviously but I, I don't know. I think uh, it's, you know, it's home. They, they probably, even though they lost, they probably felt really good about that loss and you know, h- how could they not? Uh, I think uh, collectively you could say Tiger nation felt pretty good. We, I mean, when, do, when would you feel good about losing to Alabama? But I think most of us would say, yeah, we do this week, you know, cause we didn't expect much and we actually got a lot. Uh, they, they almost won the game. So uh, I think, um but you know, it's just can, can they maintain it for two weeks in a row? I'll say yeah. I'll say it's more like thirty to twenty-three tigers. That makes sense. Yeah, I think Arkansas is favored by like
2: two or something right now.
1: Yeah, one and a half right now. So it's real close. Uh, you don't love being a home underdog <laughs> against Arkansas. Uh, I don't know. I I really do think that. I feel like, I feel like this might be kind of a trap game, or I don't know if you even really call this a trap game, but um, especially not when you're, when you're a dog at home, but I feel like, I feel like we might come out a little bit flat on this one. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel I also, I think you're right, Scott, like this one could be a shootout for LSU. Um, Arkansas is, you know, they've got, they've got a lot of talent uh, on offense that, and they're able to put up points and, and you know, put, put defenses. in. although, I mean, our defense has played really well recently.
0: Yeah. But except for Alabama, all the other games are like, they're all good games, but they're yeah. all, you know, they're all shootouts. They either won or they lost, but you know, they, they can definitely put up numbers. So it's, uh, I think we'll have to outscore them, but uh, you know, if our is looked as good as they did uh, this past weekend, then, um, you know, I, I'm not as worried about that. Then it's just, about the Tigers just getting points when they can, however they can.
1: Yeah. The crazy thing is like, so if we finish, if we win this game and then kind of finish out, like Daniel said, like six and six, or, or maybe even if we, if we were to go, you know, seven and six or I mean, seven and five, like that doesn't like, to me, it'll feel like we'll finish the season, like on a good, like, wow. Like we actually had a good season. It was okay. It's still seven and five.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like kind of like, like last year when we finished five and five, but we were three and five, and then we won the last two against Ole Miss and Florida. And it was like, all right, next season, yeah. we're on the upswing, and then it was back to, to square one. Yeah. So uh,
0: maybe we'll we'll see a repeat of history. That'd be awesome. I mean, if they, they won out, and then, you know, imagine if they went to a bowl game. I don't know if we'd get anybody back, if people were even looking to come back. But, you know, if they won the bowl game, that'd be great too. Uh, hopefully by then we'd have a coach, though. I was going to ask about the rest of college football world because you know things there wasn't. I don't know if there weren't any any great upsets, but you know there there were some that were close. Uh, I mean Georgia, you know, ran away with theirs. Of course, uh, I think they're still head and shoulders above everybody else.
1: If um, it, and, but it doesn't win this whole thing, it'll be like an absolute shock. Yeah, they're, they're they they really look
0: like men among boys, like yeah. toddlers. Yeah, they got they got hit with uh, you know the scandal bug with their uh, one of their starting linebackers. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got accused of some inappropriate activity, so yeah, that's that doesn't look good. Uh, but I mean, uh, there was a big shootout between North Carolina and Wake Forest. Wake Forest went down, no longer part of the undefeated. Uh, Ole Miss had a close game with Liberty. Yeah. Ohio State had a very close game with Nebraska. Scott Frost, you you think he'd be on the hot seat, but got, this guy's won like so many teams uh you know games against good teams but they've they've just they were almost in it but they just barely lost um i, I don't know <laughs> that's, a, that's another weird situation because i think a, a lot of people would want to keep him there but you know he's just he's not winning games but you know it's like if he was you know, kind of like orgeron with lsu last last week this past weekend you know if that's how ed o is losing games you know i think there would be a different feeling yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think the I think
2: the biggest game of note for kind of LSU fans was Michigan State losing mm-hmm. uh, to Purdue. Number two, Michigan State dropping. This is second Purdue's second top five win this season. They can do it again next week because they play Ohio State. Uh, but Mel Tucker's team goes down. They got beat fairly soundly by Purdue. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if that kind of decreases the luster of him as the head coach, but maybe a little bit. Uh, if he can beat Ohio State, then I'd say he's right back up to one or close to it for the LSU coaching search, but that was an interesting game. But then, yeah, like you said, it's pretty much Georgia and then everybody else. Cincinnati had, needed a goal line fumble by Tulsa to win. Alabama obviously struggled against us. Uh, Ohio State, like you mentioned, not great. Oregon struggled. Oregon, yeah. Oklahoma is still undefeated, but they've had a, a lot of trouble. And then um, there, there's not much else after that. Obviously, you got undefeated UTSA, but I don't think they're... <laughs> Yeah. The, the fighting road runners, the, I doubt the committee will show them much respect. No, nah.
1: it's, it, this is, this is a really weird year. We've said it over and over, but like so many people, you know, there are no clear just like, okay. Other than Georgia really. And, uh, you know, you can argue about whether Alabama really is, really is the number two team in the country. Like, you know, do they look that good? Are they that good? But we'll just take them if you just take them out of the equation it's almost like a, a really, really open field, a level field. And that's something we haven't seen in year, you know, in a while in college football. Usually yeah. you'd have at least like four or five solid teams who, <clears throat> you know, put them in a bag, grab them out. That's your playoff.
2: Yeah. What we've had for the past few years is typically one and or two teams from kind of each conference, like running their conference. So you kind of know who's on the collision course for the playoffs. Yeah. So it will be like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state, Oklahoma, Or maybe like an Oregon coming out of the Pac-12 occasionally. Us at 19. Yeah, or like Georgia or I wouldn't even want to say it, maybe like a Penn State or something. Like somebody steps up occasionally, but it's just a, a group of a few that just go for it. But yeah, this one, it's really anybody's ball game for spots two, three, and four at this point. Which it makes it exciting, oh, yeah. but you also kind of worries like, is it just going to be Georgia all the way? Uh, I mean, their defense—people have been saying this for a couple of weeks now—could be one of, if not the best, like defense of all time. They're holding opponents to like six and a half points per game or something, which is pretty insane.
0: Yeah, and it's the same way as the uh, you know the, the field of teams is wide open, I'd say it's the same with the Heisman, right? right. Like, there's not really. One strong front, the the one front runner from the beginning of the season, he's like, he's about to transfer from Oklahoma. (laughs) So, I mean, that just kind of shows you what kind of year it is, but I I don't know. I hear names, you know, I try and keep up, but you know, guys that you don't really hear of this year, they're open, you know, the quarterback at Pitt, uh, there was a running back from, I forget where, but you know, just a a wide field of guys, not like last year where it was, you know, two guys from Alabama, a guy from Ohio state, you know, it's, it's, it's wide open. It's wide open. Um but yeah, I guess I guess we'll see uh, if LSU can sustain their success. Uh, we got basketball about to start up though, so uh, I don't. know. Do you guys have any last words? We Hi. On? The only thing, like you said, basketball starting up this week for
1: LSU. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm, I'm ready to go to the PMAC. I didn't go to a game last year because of all the restrictions and everything, and, and I, so I'm, I'm eager to get this ready. I feel like we got a chance to be real good. Um, so it'll be kind of fun. And then also, uh, baseball's doing exhibition games. Th- th- they did one today and they're doing another one next Sunday. And, uh, so time, you know, things move on and, and we've got two, two premier sports at baseball and basketball coming up for LSU that I, where I think we have a chance to really, really compete on the national stage.
2: Yeah. The men's and the women's basketball tipping off this week, the men's that play Tuesday against ULM and then Friday against Texas state. The women play, I think, Wednesday in the first game against Nichols, maybe. But I think it'll be interesting to see how people show up for that game, like in Kim Mulkey's first game as a coach, because it's like a Wednesday morning game, which, yeah, I think it's Wednesday 11 Mm -hmm. a.m. And from what I've heard, they, uh, they had all this scheduled before they even, like, had Kim Mulkey as their coach and they couldn't like get out of the contracts. Like they were trying to move it to a night game uh, for the attention and stuff, but they couldn't. So it'd be weird. Like the students that can't go people like it it work or whatever. Um, It was kind of a a disappointing start, but I'm sure it'll fill up. And then, yeah, I I echo what you said, Tommy, I'm trying to show up for LSU basketball games and support them because even without Adam Miller, one of the expected stars of the team, there's still a lot of potential there um, and hope for some, for some LSU sports, positivity after what we've seen these past few weeks on the football
0: field yeah and will Wade said so they're probably gonna look different this year you know as a team uh they're gonna look gritty you know just uh, like a lot different team i don't think he's trying to say dirty uh <laughs> but just kind of like a more scrappy yeah uh, blue collar type team whatever that kind of brings up in your mind you know it should be exciting something to see you know um i feel like his teams have always had it's saying, got a little edge to them. yeah some different edge so this one might be you know scrappy but we'd love to see that definitely yeah all right well i think that'll about do it for us here on talking tigs uh get out to the pmac if you can for the early the early women's game or for uh for men's basketball whenever they play next uh and we'll uh we'll see what happens with lsu this week with arkansas uh hopefully they can uh sustain their success and uh keep the winning train moving uh, plus you know just all, all the guys that are just kind of playing their hearts out uh, either way we'll have it for you next week so until then stay safe stay tuned and we'll talk to you next time on talking to